pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, pretty T- sure. 1080. Does it look like 1080i? That's the the resolution that we're no looking Mason, for here. No Mason chatter. You can see every hair out of place on my head. Oh, hey, we're live. We are live, DK. Because I'm over here fielding, I'm over here fielding information for our listeners, man. That's what I'm doing right now. As I just got the alert from YouTube also that says we're live, DK. Oh, yeah, that's how that works. That's pretty neat, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt about it. It's very unique, man. And I'm here for it. Uh also I have this silver. Uh, a device that if I push it, it'll make a ding sound. Is, is it about time for us to hit that? Mm-hmm. Let's hit the bell then, DK. You know, this reminds me, we had somebody in just last week into our, here in, in downtown Pittsburgh, our headquarters and shop who asked, what's he doing with a bell in his house? Who has that bell? You had that bell in your house. I have. And I hadn't thought to ask you that. You didn't? I didn't think that was a relevant question. I think people have all kind of stuff in no, their house, man. No, they don't have dingy uh, bells. Like, Nobody uh, does. Well, I have an office, number one. Well, it's not a huge office like some, but I the bell was a nice accessory piece. I think that was very fair, DK. I did have the uh, that was easy button. It's somewhere around the house, too, but... But the bell is a nice accessory piece for an office. Like, it's an attention getter. Oh, man. Thomas says, hello, guys. Mr. Foster, it's a pleasure to meet you. Go Steelers. I love that people think of this show that way. (laughs) I met, I I, I went onto YouTube today, and I met Ramon Foster. You know what? As personal as we are about how we do this show, that's exactly what it is. Uh, somebody, Tommy Pond said it was a, a, an office from 1888. <laughs> Let me have my wins, man. But, but, but Thomas, it is nice to meet you, meet you, my brother, my friend, our community member now, man, uh, as you are part of the Ramon Foster, uh, experience, man. And DK, uh, Pitt, Pittsburgh podcast network. Is that what we calling it now? Can I expand the name? Yeah. No, this is the, I don't know. DK DKPS podcasting network has has been one thing that we've thrown around. We never really come up with anything super formal. We're just not like that. That's good, George. George well, needs I'm, someone to bring him coffee. Go, you watch Ron. He can hit that bell all day long. There's nobody in that house bringing him coffee. Good. My wife will probably hear me hitting the bells. Like, boy, if you don't stop hitting that damn bell, here's a sledgehammer to show you what I'm going to be hitting. Gee, look, they would ask me if I'm crazy, not if I need something. That's this isn't get, what is this isn't Breaking Bad right there. Oh, wow. (laughs) Lots of new members already at the start of this show. I think you guys were waiting for us to come on to sign up so that you could you could get your little uh, I get their shine, man. That's what I'm here for. DK get 15 seconds of screen time, right? Oh, 100 percent, man. 100 percent. And why not, DK? And look, we're I'm seeing the questions come in. I'm seeing the conversation pieces come in, DK. OTAs was this phase two is about to start up in Pittsburgh with rookies introduced. Let me tell you this as we welcome in new members. There was nothing more terrifying than being thrown into the wilderness. Okay. And that's what I'm going to call it because you're around a bunch of wolves packs. Okay. Then to go out there and work out with the vets. Hear me out. 
this rookie class slash free agents being thrown into the mix right now as we have now optics from um from rookie minicamp and whatnot is all so fascinating dk mm-hmm. as a young guy i'm thinking to myself please don't mess up am i still an athlete can i actually play football with these guys these dudes just won the super bowl like those are all the questions that i have and the biggest question of it all or the biggest statement to myself of it all dk don't mess this up no <laughs> No. <laughs> the nervous tick of not messing something up when you don't know how to do it anyway is by far the most nerve-wracking thing you ever could have, DK, as a young player in the NFL. Mason Rudolph is back in the in the fold, meaning in the building. Uh, in there's the building. been no contract signed. There's been no nothing. There also hasn't been any contract signed or any anything about Quan Alexander's visit. I. I always try to stress this to people and i did this during the whole bud dupree thing yeah just because they're coming in the building doesn't mean they're going to sign now i i believe that mitch will uh there there's mitch, no you mean mystery. mason mason, Ma- mason, mason. mason. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go uh the mason rudolph will because he's coming in a, as a known commodity they don't know anything about Quan alexander uh at least not the way they like to right and they, they don't know they well bud Bud was different. They knew about Bud character-wise and everything, but they didn't know what Bud's status was physically, and they right. hadn't been. They hadn't been. He hadn't been their guy for a couple of years here. So, yeah. What's your feeling on Mason as number three? Is he some kind of threat to number two? Can you can you now trade Mitch since I already brought him up? Ooh, we trading Mitch. I'm not sure how much you're going to get out of him unless it's a situation where a team needs a real strong backup slash spot guy. Buffalo loved him, correct? That's the reason. That was the sign, the seal of approval. They loved him as the backup. He never had to play. (laughs) Oh, I mean, you know, he was the deputy mayor. Everybody loves the deputy mayor. They do. And so so, uh, Mason Rudolph coming into the fall. I actually hit Mason up on Instagram because I have his number. I got two numbers. I got Mason Rudolph. I got Mason Rudolph, too. I didn't want to text the new one asking for a question, asking for an answer. I just hit him up on, on Instagram. I was like, hey, man, are you really coming to Pittsburgh or what? Because I need this information for my show. It's exactly what I said, okay? Whether that be, whether that be here or there, uh, we'll see by the end of the show if he gives us an answer, if he checks his Instagram like that. Uh, but him coming back into Pittsburgh, to me, says this. They're, they're, they're going for security. They're, they're going for the idea that he is a known commodity. He's going to be cheaper because why? What phase of this is the offseason signings, DK? The oh, eight- oh, yeah. I- this is it's pretty deep. <laughs> you're working a one-year deal is what you're doing. But you're also giving a guy like him security. He should get a nice enough signing bonus if he does sign. But he also gets to go back to a place that really liked him. Omar was there when, when Mason was drafted. Omar was a part of that group that said, what? This guy has first-round potential. Is that not the conversation that came out of the South Side when they drafted Mason Rudolph years back? It was. First-round grade. First round, great. So that think tank is still somewhat in place. Mason, to me, has value with that. Sometimes the best thing for you is to be Brian Hoyer, Chase Daniels, you know? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Okay, Charlie Batch. Charlie Batch. Everybody has those aspirations of being the franchise guy, the big banner dude on the outside of the stadium. And they get that opportunity for the most part. Charlie had his in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Mason had his in Pittsburgh. (laughs) He did. You you say what you want about, you know, the misfortune and whatever else here. But the fact of the matter is that if Mason had gone out there Mm -hmm. in that situation when Ben went down and shined, 
Okay. Mason would be somebody's one, he certainly would. their two right now. Somebody's Jimmy Garoppolo. That's that's yeah. the best case scenario, is it not? Endless of, lives. Of all backups that like were supposed to be Tom Brady's replacement. Go to another place, get a bag there, get another bag at a different uh, place. So this is just the life you live. There is a great hustle in being a backup quarterback, man. Just when your numbers call, which is the situation we find ourselves in, right? Just be ready. Be ready to seize the moment. Be ready to, 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 to be able to lead that team without overstepping the franchise quarterback. I think it's fair to say now, right, DK? Um, uh, 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 Kenny Pickett, he's your QB1. Correct? Oh, very, very he, correct. <laughs> he's your QB1. Yes. So the idea that guys are in competition with him, oh, let me up show, let me, let me show up the young guy. Nah, you don't live that life anymore, man. He is your QB1 of the future. So understanding what role you have, how to play that role, and have to how to help your team. Like, And it may be a very humbling approach, DK. I'll be honest with you all. I don't know for an entire year would I have been able to be a support cast for somebody without having that need to fix, to like scratch that itch of playing. I wanted to play DK. Different position, man. It is. You know that. <laughs> I know it's a different position. There's only one of them out there, and you better be above board when it comes down to playing that position. Uh, but I got to give it to the guys that are able to hold down the fort as the backup quarterback. There's a lot that goes into it. You know, the quarterback position is such – you and I were talking about this before we came on today, that if there were five quarterbacks on your depth chart – People would freak out over whoever you signed to be number five. And they would be doing all kinds of analysis and breakdowns and character studies. And, and what happens if the first four guys all go down? What's going to happen? It's like, listen, for the most part, and I say this with all due respect to my man, Duck Hodges, if you're down to your third quarterback, you you, you don't have a chance. Yeah, it's, okay? it's what Not I got Ryan is saying. Duck, Duck won a game. <laughs> Okay, that, he won, yeah, he, he won. He won games. Okay, he, but my goodness, it, it is, and and that's exactly what it is. You in, in today's game, all right. Ben got suspended 2010, correct? DK mm -hmm. had it not been for uh, Byron, Charlie, Dennis, if I'm not mistaken, in that little group of, of players that we had, yeah, yeah, we wouldn't have been the number one seed to be able to make it deep into the playoffs. Right. We, we had some crucial games that we had to win early in the season before Ben came back from that four-game suspension. Like, I think in today's game, with the ability to have a bigger, okay, have a bigger practice squad, more than I had, you know, whenever I played, the quality of guys you can keep and also stash those other younger guys on practice squad, you're going to find more teams doing that. I'd almost suggest pushing the practice squad up a little bit more. There's opportunity there for guys, man, to develop behind uh, those starters on, on, on the active roster. When we come back, we're going to be dealing with the one, the only segment that actually matters. See, this segment didn't matter. This was that a prequel. Uh, yeah, the, the next one matters. Yeah, that's hey, Moan. Yeah, it is. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects.
We have some good questions coming up on this segment. We do. As Mark Lancaster correctly notes, the only segment of this particular program. But the first thing that I have to share before we get going on that is that at the get-go cafe and market, (laughs) quality is at the core of every menu item. This is facts. The three expert chefs, as many expert chefs as the Steelers have quarterbacks, fine-tune every detail so that every sub burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app can be crafted for what they call craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Those expert chefs, by the way, refer to themselves often in jest as Kenny, Mitch, and Mason. Oh, who's who? That's the real question. That's, who's the, that's who, right, right. Who's C1? And who who's make, Chef 1? Who makes the mac and cheese bites? And who gets to do the like the real chef's level stuff? Hey, that's a serious, that is a very serious task right there, DK. To be number one, it means somebody's always coming for you. It really is. We also want to thank everybody who's jumped aboard as a member. Uh, that's 99 cents to become one. And when you do, you get all kinds of fun stuff, emojis, uh, discounts to other items, perks. Uh, you'll, you'll really, really appreciate being a member almost as much as we'll appreciate having you as a member no doubt about it i I got one i thought was very unique man i saw it dk i actually saw it on your website man it was very fascinating is this question right here it's got on morgan i want to actually go further than that it goes this is from my guy mark lancaster go hey Mm -hmm. moan was there enough of rookie camp to get a grade on morgan uh i couldn't tell you his grade but this is what i saw what i saw was this we speak about the first round draft pick right Roderick jones What I saw today was an offensive line coach, the head offensive line coach, having one-on-ones with just one person in order to get him ready. Now, what I looked at was just like, man, look at the offensive lineman in the back. But I will say this, this this puts an emphasis on why they went out and drafted Broderick Jones. Like, they're expecting this young man, this, this new pro, to be something special, DK. And again, Nobody should get jealous if you're in the same class as him. It's just a it different is. it's a different expectation when you're a first rounder who could be a day one starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers at left tackle. Eddie Faulkner, the, the Steelers running backs coach, I will often jokingly refer to him as the Najee Harris coach. <laughs> he, he is and from the day Najee arrived, the two yeah. of them are inseparable, including drills. Najee goes first in every drill. This Head coach, and that's where it comes from, understand, that's where it comes from, has no problem letting people know who was the first rounder. Mm -hmm. Okay, he doesn't Mm -hmm. pretend it's an equal situation. He sees that as being as honest and open as possible with all of his players. This is the setting. We spend the entire offseason talking about the first round. Honestly, DK, we speak about the entire draft, but what's the focus point, right? It's the first rounder. <laughs> it is the first now the second rounder because you got Joey Porter Jr. But I was just looking at the optics of it, man, and I was just like, God, he's like Coach Pat Meyer is spending a lot of time with Broderick Jones, and as a player, suppress that jealousy, man. Suppress that 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 the, the way it looked like they don't care about you. No, you're just not a number one draft pick, and that's okay too. Jeff comes in with, Hey, Moan. I've heard the NFL will stream playoff games. What are your thoughts? I'm not happy with that. Uh, for the for the record, Jeff, there's one wild card game 
that the NFL has made clear that it'll be stream only. So you will have this revolutionary moment across America where everybody yeah. goes, uh, yeah, I got to actually figure this thing out now. I empathize with a lot of people. Like it, it, to me, I think this is a big conversation piece just because that means you got to get another subscription. I don't care if it is $4 a month. The NFL knows how big of a monster it is. And it basically on a Monday, DK say, you know what? Man, how about we sell this to a network, man, that doesn't really get football games. Oh, Peacock. And they got a stream of $110 million on a, on an easy Monday. Like, Think about that, man. But that explains what the business is. We as consumers take football serious here. So they know they can always sell it. They don't care. They, they, they really just don't care that you don't get it. And that is frustrating sometimes because the monster is going to sell week in, week out during those 18 weeks of football during the football season. I don't like it. But if we enjoy this game as much as we do, it's just where we are right now as fans. See, I don't have a problem with it, but I'm going to share something with you. We have uh, we have this really, really trimmed down virtually nothing cable package. It just allows me to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. And okay. So I'm just, just getting rid of it, right? Okay. I can't turn my TV on or off anymore. Do you know what I'm talking about? You have to have 17 remotes. <laughs> You don't know which one is opening which. And I hate to sound like that guy here because I, you know, for the longest time, I was pretty yeah. good with this stuff, the universal remote. And oh, by the way, here's the DVD and the DVR and yeah. VHS and everything else here. And I had all this going on. Now it's like, I just want to put the baseball game on, you know? Facts. Yeah. And, and you're sitting there going, and then I, I'm screaming for help throughout the house, and everybody's got to come running and yelling at me for being whatever, you know. <laughs> I, I can hear you, okay? Ne ne never mind. I think DK took the cake on that one right there, man. <laughs> Matt Hyde says, uh, do you think that the, the signing, potential signing, we should say, of Mason Rudolph opens up a trade for Mitch Trubisky? We touched on this the topic earlier but didn't really address it. Do you think Mitch can be traded as a result? I don't. I don't think there's much value there unless the team is desperate. Some like the starter gets injured. As it stands right now, it's not not much value there. Right now, you value, just have value depth. to whom? Value Va to whom? Value of to, to uh, Mitch Trubisky. I don't see much value in, in trading him away. For what draft pick are you getting? A seven? Well, Is no, it, you're getting no, you're getting cap space. That's getting, what I would. Yeah, you get cap space, but you already have that DK. It's not like you're stressing. You don't have the time, eight, eight million. Eight uh, million is a lot of cap you'll, space. You'll find it. I, I don't see him being a trade value. That's just my personal opinion on that one. Trade for a guy that's a backup already that a team knows you probably need more than you don't. Mm -hmm. You you get a seven, but I'm I'm not in on it. Like I get the idea of the of the cap, but they'll make room for that. They always do. Well, Mike Drop comes in and, 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 and she says that you know she, she knows that they like to have a small cushion and she's right about this. Okay. Uh, what you have in, in, in this setting is, you know, Kevin Colbert used to say all the time he wanted to have $5 million in free space after the draft picks were signed. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's so that if in the event something major happens, somebody goes down in the middle of the season, you can still make a trade and take on a significant salary. Uh, it's a smart thing, I think, for a GM to do. I have not checked in on the Steelers' cap status. Yeah, their cap late. status. I may be able to feel that. By the way, man, uh, I think it was fair that we were told just a second ago that that's a he, not a she, DK. I mean, either oh, way, Oh, I'm man, sorry. I thought that was my friend Shay. <laughs> she goes by mic drop. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right now, the estimated cap spaces you have is $8 million. 
Currently, yeah. DK. Yeah, you got to sign, right. sign the draft picks. You got to sign Broderick Jones. That's going to eat up. You're going to be down to about three. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. I see him cut as opposed to being traded. If okay. he's traded, that's a bonus. So I'll take a bonus. Okay. Steve Anders says, hey, uh, hey, Moan, Broderick Jones is going to get beat a couple of times every game. Rookie mistakes. But when he wins, he wins big, doesn't he? Oh, yes, he does. That That, to me, is a part of the process. I tell my kids all the time, I tell anybody, if you did it perfect, what's, what are we working for? Why are we actually playing it if you never had any any scars and scrapes and bru- bumps and bruises? Like, this is all a part of it. Him getting beat shows him what his deficiencies are and how to beat that next time. The beautiful thing about the NFL to me is you have to work to erase those bad plays. Like, if you don't want to work to erase them, then you're going to get washed out of this league. I absolutely love that. That, uh, that that he has the ability to get beat once or twice. But I think if we trust the athlete that he is, then he's going to be fine. And DK, what better rush plan does he have than the one that's in Latrobe? Oh, yeah, but, he's, he's going to be fine. He's going to get beat in training camp. That is yeah. number one right there. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. He, he'll, it won't take long for him to no. get uh, Ain't many ex- teams have that luxury. There. No. See, Not it, that luxury. No. In fact, that's always such an advantage to having both TJ and, by the way, Alex Highsmith, who comes at you in a different way. But, you know, it's it, he's still coming at you. Yeah, 100%. You know, it actually kind of helps in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antwion comes in and says uh, $8,135,360. Yeah. The cap guy there. Uh, Jax yeah. Flex says, Hey, Mo, do you think a starting quarterback is more likely to miss at least one game each season or start and play every game? I think they're more likely to start and play in every game with how they're protected. Like, I almost went, uh, they're more likely to miss one. But today's quarterbacks, they don't usually go through that unless you have a a mobile quarterback, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we saw Joe Burrow get smacked, and he hasn't got smacked like that since, right? Patrick Mahomes found a way to still play. Like, it's those the contingencies. Like, Lamar Jackson missed as many as he did. Uh, they're such a, a protected league, like, of, of players when it comes down to the quarterback that it's, it's kind of hard to bank on them not being there unless you have an elbow or freak play or a bad hit on something. I, I'd almost measure every quarterback to get 17 games in that starts. Really falling off on members here. Let's have some new memberships here. Here's how to do it. If you don't see the button – uh, just use this URL that's on the screen right yeah. here. It's youtube.com slash at DK Pittsburgh Sports Steelers slash join. Yeah, it's a mouthful, but it was the best we could do. It's, it's actually right. a really long URL. It is. All you got to do is just click the link. DK, I, I want to go here because this is our topic yesterday, if you don't okay. mind. Yeah, this yeah. is from our guy, Jacob. Uh, he says, I guess Quan failed the physical. Fair question. Yeah, we that- don't know. That doesn't mean he failed the physical just because he didn't sign. This it also the, doesn't mean he didn't fail the physical. Exactly. This is the thing. This is recruiting right now. Quan Alexander has options, and I think it's fair that he doesn't automatically sign even if he does send Google eyes. A quick pro tip, DK, and I know you've been on social media for a while, and so have I, right? Guys will just tweet anything. Anything. They just want you to pay attention. There is that dopamine effect of seeing responses that get people to don't believe everything a player is tweeting out. Yeah, that, that's what it's all about. Zach says, hey, Moan, it's, it's been said that it takes about three years for a rookie lineman to really hit his NFL stride. How long does it take a rookie lineman 
having to struggle before you start to worry. See, there's a difference in, in, in both of them. Three years to get where you need to go, yes, I, I will agree with that. That's when you understand the speed, understand the playbook, and then you learn how to study a whole lot more. That's kind of what happens in those first three years. How much do they have to struggle before it's a problem? Like, this is the thing. We talked about this last week. What are stats for offensive linemen? Sacks. But what if those sacks aren't on him? What if it is a quarterback holding the ball a little bit too long or a quarterback taking too long of a step to get upfield? When, when, when do you worry? That actually happens etern- internally. Coaches see a player out on himself. Coaches see a player not motivated anymore. Uh, the teammates seeing that a player is more toxic than he is actually pouring into the pool. Like that's when you're out on the guy. Or it's just simply consistency of bad plays. Like you, if it's that consistent, then you got to upgrade that position. Okay. But it's usually a player usually quitting on himself whenever you realize, okay, it's time for us to move on. Slim Woe comes in as a member and Noby comes in with, Hey Moan, how do you feel about Isaac Selmalo taking your number 73 and the guard position? See, nobody took, Moan's guard position. I'm going to say this for him, okay? (laughs) Nobody came in and took it. It was his until the last day he played. Have you ever thought of it that way, Moan? I didn't. You know what I always thought? Nobody took this from me. That's true. I didn't lose it. I retired, man. Uh, No, but great question because that is something I looked at, though, the number. Uh, I will say this. I take it as a badge of respect that they gave it to a defensive player first before giving it to an offensive guy. I was just like, you know what? I get a gap year for my years in service, okay? Uh, <laughs> but this is how I look. We talked about it last week. Craig Wolfley has 73. Kendall Simmons has 73. I had 73 after him, and I was just proud to wear that number. I think guys, and this is just me, I think guys that wear that number will, will take a lot of pride in having it too, considering uh, that left guard position has been up for grabs, right, DK, for a couple years and trying to find some stability there? It's actually not only been up for grabs, but it's been doing a lot of grabbing. Ooh. I I just went there. Yeah, you did go there. I'm actually (laughs) shocked you went there, DK. Ooh, wee, jeez. Want me to count the holding penalties? (laughs) No, I'm sure we can find those. How about the false starts? The false starts or the turnstile? Never mind. I'm being messy now. Oh, wow. Uh, Here's one from – Darren Watt, who says, hey, Moan, in camp, are the offensive line players backing off just a little bit with a star like T.J. Watt? Don't want to injure the star. Uh, you Just take this one. L- hear me out, Darren. That camp that we have, DK, like, it's medieval, <laughs> it's, right? The, the stuff, with, <laughs> with all due respect, the one that stands out for me was the, <laughs> was the pandemic camp at Heinz Field that pitted Zach Banner at the height of his powers against TJ. And it was bloody. Come on. The two of them went at it. Like the the part that was bizarre for me was TJ. TJ had nothing to prove at that stage. He had had to worry about his job status. The other one was battling Chooks Okorafor for a start, his first starting work in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And they went at it like, I, I can't even say cats and dogs. Yeah, it yeah. Was, 
So the answer is Darren. Nobody's no. off except for the quarterback. Nobody's off, 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 just out of touch except for the quarterback. Only the quarterback. I'll say this: when it does come to the stars, I'll say this: guys have the respect factor of I'm not going to cut TJ Low. Okay, if I'm in coverage and Ike Taylor's outside, I'm not cutting Ike. Don't hit Troy in the back. Like, don't push TJ in the back. Don't pile drive him into the ground. If you pancake him, fine. Hitting him in the back, some dirty, no. Nah. Besides that, it is a free-for-all and you battling. That is the beauty, beautiful part about being in Latrobe during camp. So to answer your question, TJ Watt is not off limits from getting those mitts, okay, from anybody. And up TJ front. and TJ front. gives it too. Yes, up front. That, that's that's the thing to really stress here. Yeah, up is, front. Is the stuff that you don't want to be falling on people, uh, actually under any circumstance. Under any circumstance, okay. yeah. Uh, try like crazy to avoid falling on anyone, you know. Yeah, uh, that's that's, that's, we, that's go ahead. We've seen a B get into fights, we, we've seen Ben get into scuffles at camp. Like, it think about the, the Hall of Fame potential guys you've had up there, DK. How many fights Hall of Honors have actually just gotten nasty? <laughs> it's nasty in camp in Pittsburgh. If you hadn't seen it up close and personal, that is by far the closest you're going to get to hearing the footsteps and the rumbles and the hits without the crowd noise. And it's free too. You oh, just show yeah. up. You just show up, and you have you have the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. going at each other about forty feet away from you. Nothing like it. Chris Fielding says, "Hey, Moan, who's going to be the offensive line's leader?" this year is that a new question now i mean the easy answer is is mason cole because it was him last year but there's other you know isaac's in now uh you know you got a team now mm -hmm. it ain't just him chook's not vocal you had a rookie on the other side had dotson in last year (laughs) but i did challenge him on that though i will say that i know but he's got to find a way to lead that is a must other than play sometimes and that's just him a little bit hang on i gotta do my chooks Oh, you tell you tell me I got I I gotta go lead. You tell me I gotta go lead. I <laughs> I have my I play every <laughs> snap. No, no, I, I miss one snap. Okay, so kill me. Okay, so I kill me. I miss one snap. That is my guy, man. That's I love that dude to death, man. Uh, uh, but 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 seriously though, um, I, I see it being Mason Cole. I see it being Isaac. And um, it wouldn't shock me if James Daniels became a little bit more of a push in his way. In his way. Yes. In his way, he what, what one of the things I've liked about James Daniels is n- not his own maturation, but his maturation as a stealer. Yeah. And I, I, I haven't shared this with you, Moan, but I've seen him take guys kind of under his wing and be there as support for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In a quiet kind of way. And I, I like that. I like yeah. that. He's extremely well-spoken. At the same time, I don't see him as being the big mouth. Right, right. No, it, it, I think they're at a good spot with what they're asking from from such a young group, DK, 100%. The leader of that group? Who? I, I am going to say this, too, though, because the leader of your group, everyone can say it's Marquise, whatever. The leader of your group was Mike Munchak. Okay? Uh, I, I'm not blind and I'm not yeah. deaf. Okay? Yeah. And the, lead, and the leader of this group is Pat Meyer, and Pat Meyer deserves a lot of credit. For how these yeah, guys, how these guys have come along, and, and you got to say this too, so much so soon with Coach Meyer too, he got into a room with a lot of different moving pieces and bodies. I love this one from Ken, who just says, "Ramon, I'm a lifelong Steelers fan. I'm 44. I'm not too good with tech, but it's awesome being in the chat." 
Yes, I I, I love when I hear stuff like that because every once in a while, again, people here at our at our headquarters and shop when they'll come in and they'll be like, "Yeah, I heard you have a show with Ramon Foster. Where do I find that?" And I'll say YouTube, and they'll go, "Oh man, I'm not so good with that stuff." Hit play. Hit play. Hit play, <laughs> baby. Hit, hit we're play. here. Hit that. Hit that bell too, so that we know that. Uh, that so now they know uh, when we're starting. Yeah, it's 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 just it's it's really just not that hard, you know. Yeah, for um, sure. Let me see if I can find another good one here. Uh, this one comes from Dustin. He says, hey, Mo, do you think David Perales and Nick Herbig are going to be enough depth at edge rusher? Do you think there's enough behind TJ and Alex right now to start the season? Perales, I, I have questions about. Got to see what they look like throughout camp. But Nick Herbig, to me, I, I think he's in the fold. He was actually on a late round list of guys who could potentially get a whole lot of burn. That says a lot about him too. Like it, it that that's going to be very interesting for a young guy like him. Honestly, DK, that kind of puts the Steelers and Alex Highsmith in a very sticky situation. Like I, I look at you, get a guy like Nick Herbig, and you kind of say to yourself, "Well, if he works out, then we got a replacement and don't have to pay a guy." You see what I'm saying? And like yes. I, Alex Highsmith's on the line for a contract, and I think he deserves one and should get one and will get one. But you know how this game goes. This is a business at the end of the day at all times, DK. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question about that here. I love this one here from Brian. He says, uh, hey, Moan, what's your favorite Tomlinism? I'm old and still can't figure out how to become a member on my phone. Do I need to log in on my Commodore 64? <laughs> favorite Tomlinism is the standard is the standard for me. Or I, I, we don't want hostages. We want volunteers. That lets you know exactly what type of team we are it's um cut your eyelids off don't blink all right the way he used to say that when he used to mention those words like say those words it was a very serious kind of like situation in like time in the game or the night before big time game cut your eyelids off i was just like god that's harsh like here i am blinking right now i can imagine cutting my eyelids off to not blink like face what you're going into mine is above the neck i just don't think that can be beaten have you never heard above the neck? I have. I have. Yeah. Above the neck is just – he's saying, is this person smart or is he stupid? Yeah. What, you know, we, we like what he's got. We like what he brings above the neck. I think this one too. Can I drop this one in? Not mm -hmm. to one-up you whatsoever, uh, but above the line or below the line. That's all right. It's that simple. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is he still starting? Well, heck, in our building, he's still above the line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really mm -hmm. simplifies stuff. This one comes in from Doug Meek with a contribution. Thanks for that, Doug. He says, hey, Moan and DK, who will be the best rookie in this class? Gosh, what if you get that, that Marquise Pounce, Antonio Brown group? The four worlds, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't be overthinking this one. Me either. Uh, I'm hoping Broderick. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers are a healthier franchise if Broderick Jones is your best guy out of this class. It's easy to pick him, though. I mean, him with Joey Porter Jr. Uh, like, DK, I look at this class. sleep on Darnell Washington. And then that's, that's – well, see, yeah. that's – I could go down. This is a snowball effect of, like, this class, y'all. Mm -hmm. it, it is – um, it's legit. Like, as we know it on paper, I don't think we've ever drafted this many guys. And maybe it's because I'm diving deeper into the draft. 
you know, as far as prospects and stuff, like I actually know these guys that people were coveting them from other teams. Like, boy, we'd love to have Darnell Washington. And you actually got those type of dudes. Like, so I look at Herbig, I look at Washington, like all across the board, like, goodness gracious, y'all tell me who you think. That's your point, DK. It needs to be Broderick Jones because they moved up to go get a guy like him. It, it needs to be. But I, I also know that, and you talked about this earlier in the week, uh, that scouts and evaluators get most excited by a mile about the lower picks that the they late make round guys. who hit. So let's not leave Corey Trice out of this. Corey Trice. Or- if they can get themselves a starting outside corner, yeah. six foot three, and he can play, even mm-hmm. if he's just decent, yeah, that is a monster pick. Come, I mean, <laughs> seriously, DK. Again, y'all, I, I get goosebumps when we talk about <laughs> that type of stuff because it, it does matter. Like, Broderick should be one of your superstar guys, but those core dudes that you talk about with Trice. Those are the ones that send you to championships or help send you to championship by the plays they make on the side or getting a whole lot of value out of everybody else. Yeah, Corey Trice. I mean, we see a lot of people now mentioning him here as I'm, I'm rifling through this. You're yeah. seeing Trice, 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 Trice. Uh, he has become popular without having played a single snap in anger for this <laughs> for this football team. Uh, here comes one from, from Dead Sea Monster. We've actually gotten really casual at saying Dead Sea Monster. I like that. Program. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Will Broderick Jones have the advantage to start at left tackle because of his draft status? I'm not sure I'd feed him to Miles Garrett right away. Uh, Nick Bose is coming before Garrett. Okay. Dan Moore isn't perfect, but he is battle-tested. Man, as we spoke earlier about – a fair Pe- thing to bring up. Offensive line uh, coach uh, Pat Meyer, like having one-on-ones with him. Like this is one thing we know about Broderick. He's a heck of an athlete. He's played big-time ball. He's got strong hands. He can move well. He can redirect well. Technique is something he has to shore up. He does. Absolutely has to shore up. With that being said, you don't run from anybody in this league. Like, you're going to have to see Miles Garrett either the first game or the second game. Ain't no other way around it. Who owned Miles Garrett last year? I mean, Dan Moore did. that he did every single time he did and miles garrett is gonna be salivating to go after him i saw jj watt do the same thing to a young guy we had starting at the time like you do those types of things he's supposed to why because if i can get my stats up to 25 stats in the sacks in a year i'm gonna do that too by picking on the young guy it's gotta be on broderick jones day one starter or day or game two to take on that challenge like now there's no more recruiting in this you are a pro Phil says, what if both Porter and Trice are starting at some point next season? First of all, that'd be a massive upset. It's a win. I mean, it's, but it'd be a big win. Now, what do you do with Patrick Peterson? Well, that was kind of easy because Patrick Peterson himself has said he's flexible to moving around and doing whatever it is that you need. He's on the record, and he's done it visibly and audibly in an enthusiastic tone. Exactly. Uh, good for him. You know, Man, be feel that, that that is a bonus for you. You pat yourself on the back, we get both of them young dudes starting that corner. It's a bonus for some scouts, too. You doggone <laughs> believe sure. it, yeah. Ken Moses comes in with a contribution and says, Hey, Moan, what's your favorite camp fight that you can speak of? Ooh, uh, the most legendary one that didn't involve me this time was Willie Cologne and Lawrence Timmons. Oh, I'm, no. Oh, 
That one by far was. Oh, no. Yeah, man. You're, you just, I, I just felt the earth move. Yeah, I've never seen Willie Cologne move that fast and power oh, drive Lawrence Timmons. You're mentioning Ooh. Willie, though. I'm coming in on LT side. Oh, no. Oh, no? Uh-uh. I mean, both of them are bulldogs. Let's not forget oh, that, DK. Yeah. Um, so if you want to pick LT, you pick him. I'm picking Willie on this one. Golly. My personal, though, me personally, Bud and I fight was insane. Like, it was over the top. Just And that's my dog to this day. I saw y'all bring this really one up, is. too. Yeah. Uh, Moats. Moats and I went at it in camp, too. We went at it in, on the south side, actually. Like, that's the way the game goes. Um, Cam and I went at it all the time. Cam and I never really blew blows, like, through blows. We would just hold and tussle, like, hey, I'm into what you into. It's best for us both to let this go. Okay, that's that's the way we'll, uh, that's the way Cam and I rocked a little bit, man. Uh, Marquise, oh my gosh, watching him fight, I'm sure you saw it at camp. Like it was cringy because speaking, speaking of Miles Garrett, oh my god, <laughs> it was so cringy watching Marquise fight because nothing was off limits. Okay, like <laughs> and it'd be times where I know it's coming. DK, he looking at me and I'm talking, I'm talking to him I'm like, all right, pounce, like come on, hey, let's get. Let me walk you through. I'm like, come on, Pounce. We, we got to walk ourselves uh, through this practice, man. Ain't no need to getting into all this today. He looking at me like, I'm like, Pounce, say something. Like, we can't be fighting <laughs> yeah. in camp. Like, what are we doing? Ben, give us a play. Next thing you know, Marquis snapped the ball. Pow, hit the, hits the young guy in the face. And then from there, he hit. I got a hit. Dave trying to break it up. Al is the ultimate peacemaker. And Marquise is just throwing haymakers just oh, with his hand. And Coach Tomlin's getting pissed. Cav is ticked off. Don't swing with your hand. Oh, my God. I love how casually you cite Al, the decorated <laughs> combat veteran <laughs> from Iraq and Afghanistan and everywhere else as the ultimate peacemaker <laughs> in this particular equation. He was, man. Like... Seeing Marquise swing with his right fist and connect on the helmet. Yeah. Time for just a couple more today. Rated R Gang comes in with says, Ramon, who do you think they will use, the Steelers will use in the slot? Will it be Calvin Austin III or will it be Deontay Johnson? Deontay's not in the slot. Deontay's not in the slot. I'm going I'm going Calvin Austin uh, more than anything, man. Uh, Deontay wants to be outside, and I think it's fair that oh, he, yeah, he's, he's he, he will go outside. Allen Robinson is a glitch into the, this matrix, right, by being an outside type of guy. But I think the way you're going to view this offense, hopefully DK is, uh, man, there is no position. Wherever you need to line up for us to make a play, that's what that's the best place. Yeah, that's it. I think once you saw, not that this worked, but once you saw Matt Canada move Chase Claypool to the slot, the message was sent to the entire wide receiving <laughs> core that, hey, you're just going to go where you're needed to yeah. for this particular sequence or this particular misdirection or whatever it is. And actually, since you brought up Austin, I think that's going to go double for him. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want the other side being comfortable with no. thinking or they know where he's going to be, mm -hmm. you know, no. although there's also this factor. Jim says that it's easier to run backward whenever you're lined up on the outside. Good job, Jim. That's why we keep you around, pal. Spencer Anderson it is the forgotten draft pick. This is true, Ryan Lytle. Nobody yeah. ever mentioned Spencer Anderson. You know yeah. why? Because he's an offensive lineman. He's an offensive lineman for depth. I think he's the type of guy that can make this roster. He is position flexible also. Uh, and uh, I think when we're looking at maybe the eighth, ninth, or tenth guy, 
he's going to have to battle it out as far as making a roster, though, too. So he has some talent, but it's a matter of what is he going to be able to do? He's an easy candidate, okay? I hate to say this for practice squad, right? Sticky B says, hey, Moan, who's going to end up with more touchdowns, Deontay or Darnell Washington? I'm not My taking bad. this. My bad, DK. Uh, Deontay. I got Deontay. Is it in, in computer coding, were those called prime numbers where it's either a zero or a one? Come on, DK. I got Deontay. He's breaking through the first game, first pass, touchdown. Don't take that bet. Please don't take that bet. Marvin, once you once you're doing something with your background there, look, Marvin's getting nitpicky about the background there. What do you got, want me to do, man? Yeah, seriously, there's a what nice picture of, of of what used to be called uh, Heinz Field yeah, up honestly, there. This is my office. Come on, Marvin. Marvin, you know what? You don't reserve the right to criticize if you're not even a member of what we got going on right now, Marvin. Is, you you yeah, in the Marvin, you in the uncle table over there at the cookout? Yeah, man. you can't you come just, over here with us. No, yeah, Marvin. This is what we call it. Marvin is not a member, so he is at the uncle table. Yeah, you know no, what that little means. kids table, little kids table. He get macaroni and cheese with our le- little with, kids at Thanksgiving. Hey. We set them on the floor. Floor. We didn't yeah. even have a table for our kids. What are we doing? Let here, alone man? an uncle table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to put them over. You know, I could add some stuff back there, but I got a farm sliding door right there, man. Yeah, Sean Monroe correctly oh. points out that it's binary code that I was referring to here. See, we got some it's, smart it, folks. It's either, it's either a one or a zero, I think, is the way the coding works in binary yeah. code. So you either have one touchdown or you have as many as Deontay had. Uh, no doubt about it. Marvin also came back and said he likes the background. We ain't going to pile on him like we did Kyle, man. We'll let it ride. Now, Bruce wants to know if members' comments are read ahead of non-members' comments. Bruce, become a member and find out. <laughs> you made it, Bruce. Come on, man. I'll be asking all that. Ryan takes care of everybody for memberships anyway, right, Ryan? Ryan, you're a saint out here, okay? I promise you that. Oh, man. Oh, geez. Yeah, we out here savage. I see you, Infinity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's our last like actual question for today. It comes from Tony Rodriguez, who's not a member, by the <laughs> way. And he shouts this all the way over from the uncle table. He <laughs> says, hey, Moan, it's your uncle. I'm listening. We, we have the schedule and the order in which we play. How many games do you see this team winning if Matt Canada is actually good at his job? The over-under for the Steelers from Vegas I saw is nine games. The way it's set up. Which is what they just did. The way it's set up. Yeah, I know. Can you still see me? I'm on a different screen right now. You can still see me when I switch over? Yes. All right. We got San Francisco at home. I take a dub on that one. Cleveland at home. Come on. We win that one. Okay. Vegas is a dub. Houston is a dub. Baltimore. Could be the first loss just because I don't know by three points in either direction. I, I, I would even I can see us losing one of that first five or six right there, DK. Mm-hmm. I see five and one being the case. Now I'm getting a little bit more sticky. Rams at Los Angeles. Gosh, they're not a great team. You, you just, just don't, don't know. know. Um, and I'm gonna just do a couple more simply because I, I think projecting this schedule is is, is false narratives almost. Uh, Jaguars, I think you beat them. Titans on a Thursday night, I see you beating them. I can see this team at week 10 being seven and three or six and four. That's kind of how I see it. If they're eight and two going into week 10, that is a win. Again, we don't know what injuries, we don't understand 
uh, what other teams going to look like. There may be a surprise team out of that group. What if Brock Purdy comes out and is just official? You know what I'm saying? And starting the season 0-1. Are we into what Cleveland got going on? We t- I'm going to talk all this trash about Cleveland, but we, we got to look at this a little bit different with Deshaun having a year under his belt. Yeah, you do. And, and a training camp and everything else. And yeah. Chance, and, and none of the, by the way, not that I'm sympathetic, but that he'd have a lot less of a psychological burden on himself. He can just play football and all that other stuff. The um, only thing I pushed back on Deshaun was this. His highest numbered year. Him being the man was also whenever they were behind a lot too in Houston. So what is Deshaun Watson other than a guy that the Cleveland Browns was desperate to get? Yeah, he he ultimately just became another in the list of Houston quarterbacks. I mean, I hate to say that because he was he was more talented uh, than the guys that they had, but he didn't win any more than any of the rest of them did. So that, the no first, one wins there. No one no, wins there. First ten weeks with a buy. Um, seven and two, six and three is kind of where I want to see us at because we get a bye week within that. So the first 10 weeks, that's, that's as far as I'm willing to go. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. I appreciate everybody, uh, you know, coming in and joining us. And especially those of you who became members, I don't have the exact count on it. It was, it it was three (laughs) 35. It was three 35 a little bit ago. Uh, and you know we're we got a pretty decent pace going on here. Yeah, we're, no doubt about it. We're gonna. What was our thing again with merch? Was it a thousand members? Thousand members was merch. Hmm. She's she's kind of nodding and kind of doing this. So I'm gonna take Dolly that as hard a, on y'all, yes, man. Rough. It ain't us, DK. Dolly's oh, hard oh, on y'all. Oh, they know who the boss is here. Ooh. Yeah, she's rough. Ah, Lee, that's the, the, this rough. this one to take us out, man. And that was it's still Cleveland from my guy Allen and Maryland. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's do it again tomorrow. And uh, whatever you do, don't stay tuned through the outro. It's never worth it. Never, never really worth it. See you. All right. You know what this represents? Oh, my God. You what know, is that thing? <laughs> this is probably the vice that was most popular the last time Cleveland had a winning season. Oh, no. <laughs> show, the, show the back to show the Browns logo. <laughs> no, they, it's not an apple. It's the other thing on there. <laughs> I got nothing. It's probably like 20,000 songs on this thing, too, Are man. Are you serious? It yeah. should be functional, right? Heck, yeah, it should be. This is 160 gig, too. Yeah, because if you get a lightning jack in there, it would work. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. With my orange tinted glasses on, too. You see that, man? Wow. An iPod. Who still have these? Apparently, Ramon Foster does. I still got it. Wow. Just to make Browns jokes. I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. Let's do it Appreciate you, Kenneth. I see you joining on the the outro. Way to go. He did. All right, Ken. We got you finally. We got a seat for you now. (laughs) No more Uncle Ken. No more. Tomorrow, guys. See (laughs) y'all. The 